lovely humans. I am Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share sex stories so we can practice talking about sex. And my guest today is Kate Z. She's going to introduce herself. Hi, guys. I'm Kate Z. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so I was born and raised in San Diego, California. So really laid back energy right by the beach, California girl. My mom and dad like raised me and my brother, my older brother, um, at the beach. And we just like would jump in the ocean all the oh time. And Amazing. I've been very okay with my nakedness since I was a very <gasps> young baby. Like ripped off my clothes all the time at the beach. My mom and dad have countless pictures of me ripping off my clothes uh, and jumping in the water. Me too. I have one in a cabin in Tahoe, California. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a picture of me being like, no. And like, I just like am looking away from the camera. They couldn't get me dressed. <laughs> And to this day. So (laughs) on that note, tell me a little bit about your early sexual history. Okay. Well, um, I've been really like thinking before I've been really comfortable with my body and being naked. And ever since I was a little kid, my dad, he just made it so normal. He would be in his boxers all the time if he could. He would just, he would probably just be naked if he could. His dream is being like somewhere in the South of France on a nude beach for the rest of his life. And my mom, brother, and I just kind of laugh at him because we have been on adventures together that like (laughs) pertain to that exact detail. And we're just like, dad just wants to be naked. Okay, weirdo, like bye. And I wouldn't do it. Like my brother and I and my mom, my mom would do it obviously with him. Like they've gone to Jamaica and they've done the damn thing. Oh my God. They get naked together and that's how they spend their alone time. lovely. (laughs) So it I, has want been, <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want, that want to be your parents. <laughs> yeah. I feel like part of part of that idea is totally one of my fantasies on earth is just a sexual fantasy is like being able to go to an island in the middle of nowhere yes. and totally wh- wherever it is, but just get, like grabbing a boat and me and my partner get over to the sand, like yeah. on an island, get naked and just spend the whole day in the water and sunbathing and then just having sex left and right. I have a question. Yes. Uh, what's your opinion on beach sex? Because sand gets places. And I say this because the the second time I ever had sex, I was like, let's be adventurous. And we went to the beach and I remember getting like sand burn, like rug burn, but from sand on my back. It was at nighttime. Oh my um, God. Okay. So I've never, it is a fantasy because I've never done it. And I was like, but. this is cool, but also <laughs> like when like we went skinny dipping. So that was how we like segued into okay. it. And then I was like, we were at the, <laughs> we were near Dockweiler Beach, like near LAX. Yeah. And so I was like, I bet this water is dirty. Now there's uh-huh. dirty water going into my vagina. Oh, no, we used a condom. We used a condom. That's why I was okay with it because I was not on birth control. Then. It's just fine. Like, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I, I totally use protection. Use protection like blankets. I would definitely yes. want a blanket. I yes. would want to bring a blanket. Okay. I'd a bring towel. like five tapestries and, a, and like six, I don't even yeah. know. A ridiculous number amount of towels Maybe for there'd be a giant banana tree leaf that would be very yes. soft. Yes, I would love that. Just under a palm tree. Yeah, so. So that's, I would say I'm really comfortable with sex. And when I was- Did your parents give a sex talk? Okay, that's the weird thing. They did it because I was raised Catholic as well. So being raised Catholic, I- yes, Like church going Catholic? Yes. So every Sunday was raised to go to church. And I mean, we would normalize it. My dad, like make it, it's not like they were really intense parents. I mean, my dad loved being naked. Like that's not the most Catholic thing in the world. naked Catholic, I like it. So, um, Yeah. So I went to public school my whole life, though, until high school. And my brother went to public school and then switched in fifth grade to Catholic school. So he went to private school forever. And we just had different 
educational, like primary school. So he, I feel like was more sheltered and kind of figured out sex and life, like at a different time than I did. And I feel younger. He's older, older. actually. He's oh, four years older. He just turned 30. So he's yeah. living his best life right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like living alone in Tucson, Arizona, where he went to college. Like Amazing. he loved, he went to U of A. So, I mean, I think he really explored sex at U of A for sure. <laughs> but, so that was his experience. Mine was slightly different. I caught my brother actually speaking of my brother, like watching porn. When oh I was God. between the ages of nine and 12, but I didn't know what sex was because I never got a sex right. talk. And when you go into fifth grade in public school, you just get told about your sexual identity, like yep. female and male sexual orientation and like everything to do with what your organs are, but not yeah. what they're for yeah, and how to use them. You know, there's no guidebook for that as a fifth grader. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and there should be, there just should, they just should know. I just yeah. am totally into those parents who are like, this is your penis and this yeah. is your vagina. And you get to decide like how you feel about them and who you like from them. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to having sex, like you come to me and I'll tell you how to do it, but we're not going to encourage it. We're only going right. to encourage when you want to do it right. at a safe time. When it's time. the right time. Like for you, when it's the right time for you, I find that so important because yeah. I did, I was lucky. I had that experience. Like mm. I had sex at the most perfect time for me. <gasps> Will you um, talk about that now since, yeah. since, you, since you brought it up? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, so I had sex at 19 and- Me too. Like you did? Yep. Oh my gosh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the oldest. I always kind of bragged like, oh, I always wanted to have sex as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then I totally had sex at the oldest teenage age I could be. Same. So that was prime. Um, I actually had sex with my friends, a mutual friend. So I went to high school with my friend, Michelle, and she knew a guy named Jared. And I didn't know him until I met him the summer before Sophomore year, it was the end of the summer and we were going to Michelle's summer, I mean, not summer camp. We were going to her campsite in San Diego that her family was renting for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So we go, we see everyone. She threw a party. Jared, I met Jared there and Jared was so sweet. He was an (laughs) ex-Mormon. So totally rogue Mormon. Like my, my family on my mom's side, it's really, religion is so interesting in my family and in my life because I was raised Catholic, didn't get a sex talk, like asked my mom about it. And she said, um, sex is when your penis and vagina like connect and then a baby happens. Oh my God. And I'm like, thanks mom. <laughs> like That's not a sex talk. And I was about 12 years old when she came in that. So I didn't wow. learn about sex really until I saw the birthing video in like eighth grade oh, wow. at my public middle school. Like Whoa. I didn't really learn about, like you learn about the sperm and you learn about the egg, but you don't really learn about it. So I feel like I had all of that kind of public Catholic like education about it. And then I had the, um, total porn kind of like catching my brother looking at it yeah. and being what curious you, what do you about it. About that? Like, I just remember seeing it being in so much awe and being like, this is what bodies do. This is totally, this is sex. And did, Okay. So you put the pieces together. Yes. When you saw it. Okay. Like I knew okay. it was sex, but I still couldn't like connect yeah. totally. every idea around it. Cause I was, I felt so young. So yeah. I was really just in awe of the very animalistic side of like what humans can be. What did your brother like did he catch you catching him no. like what did he, <laughs> no, he didn't <laughs> does he know no <laughs> to this day, no one knows but i have found so many playboys 
But I have seen so much porn between the ages of like 12 and now. Like, and then it turned into watching Tumblr porn. And that's just, that's just gifts going like repetitively. Which is dead now. Tumblr porn is dead. It's totally so dead. I go on there occasionally just if I'm. Yeah. Whatever feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, so I had sex. Religion is kind of like important in my family because raised in this very kind of loose Catholic imagery, but very spu- spiritual, like mm-hmm. very separate and spiritual. I don't think God is spiting down anybody having premarital sex, though I thought I was going to save it until I got married. Like that's where the kind I had of a phase mix. of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I totally felt I was going to save it forever until I met the right person who I really wanted to be with and get mm-hmm. married and definitely have kids with. But back to my first time story, the rogue Mormon on my mom's side, her oldest sister is 14 years older than my mom. So she got married. They were raised Catholic too. Then they converted to Mormonism. So I have like all of these cousins Whoa. on my mom's side, over 30 cousins who are Mormon. But I feel like a Hannah Montana living this double life. Yeah, that's also so many cousins. <laughs> it's so many cousins. So <laughs> much sex my Mormon cousins are having currently <laughs> right now in their beds <laughs> while their children are asleep. <laughs> while their already six children are asleep. Love them to death. I could never talk about any of this with them. Right. Like, that's why I love this outlet. This yeah. is such a beautiful outlet for yeah. someone even like me. But, but I have a feeling... Yeah. They might enjoy listening. Maybe not, I mean, not to your episode specifically, but in general, I feel like people want to know. I think they do. And I think that's such a closed mindset sort of, not closed mindset. They're just, they have very specific rules that they follow. Very specific. But it doesn't mean that their own internal selves don't ponder about it too. Yeah. And don't want to talk about it. Podcasts live in earbuds. So. Yes. That is so very true. And I don't think God's trying to smite down those Mormons either, those rogue Mormons, <laughs> which was why Jared yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, was God, literally so like my very, he was perfect. So yes, I met Jared that night. The night that I met him was also the first night I gave him a blowjob, that I gave okay. anyone a blowjob. Okay. You were at a campsite? We were at a campsite okay. next to the beach in San Diego. Oh it was in Carlsbad. It was at oh, Carlsbad beautiful. campsite. So it was like right on this cliff and yeah. they have stairs that walk down to the uh, lifeguard towers right on the beach. Uh-huh. So Jared and I snuck off at midnight. The waves were roaring. Like no one's around us. We sneak off. I'm like falling for him already. And I just look at him because I've always been very realistic about my sexual needs. Cause it always took, I always took my time throughout high school. Like mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. buck teeth and braces left and right. And I just like, <laughs> I had no boobs and now I have boobs, like ridiculous. Just it's, you know, mm-hmm. so you kind of go through puberty and I was so realistic about my own puberty. I was just like, I'm going to wait. Life's going to happen later. Mm. And I love, and for now I'm okay with reading Twilight and watching the (laughs) sex scene of Titanic over and over again and all that jazz. So (laughs) when I met Jared, I was like, hey, we're standing on this lifeguard tower. It's midnight. The waves are roaring. And I just look at him and we're kissing forever. And I'm like, can I give you a (laughs) blowjob? Oh my God, you asked out loud with words. Yes, I just literally I stated it. I love that. Also, what did he do? Was he just like, oh, 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 oh He oh, popped out, <laughs> like his eyes popped out of his head and he looked at me and he smiled in surprise. And he was just like, yes. Like, oh my God. Sure. And so I pulled down his pants and I had never really come face to face with a penis before. And that was the first time I did. And what, what did you feel? Man, like the first thing I realized was this all the smells and like just the feeling 
the feeling alone and putting my lips around his penis and putting my tongue all up and around his penis. And I really had just watched so much porn at that point Mm -hmm. that I wasn't trying to emulate anything like that. I was just like taking my own pointers about what I would think they would like or what I would think I would like. So I just kind of licked it like a lollipop. I don't know. Most amazing lollipop ever. So you had a good experience with it. I had a good experience. amazing. I definitely felt sexy. Like, I definitely felt... I was doing exactly what I wanted because I felt comfortable with him for some reason, even though I had just met him that night. I think that's where the whole love question of like, oh, it's not, maybe it's not love at first sight, literally, but sometimes I think it's comfortable at first sight. And that, that connection that you feel where you're just like, let's do it. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's something, I'm glad you brought that up because I have been in many casual relationships where I'm not Let's get into a whole love discussion where I'm not in love with the person, but I do feel that when you're connected that intimately, it's like, it's almost like acts of love, but in a broader sense, if that makes any sense at all. And so that's kind of how I've experienced a lot of my own sexuality is like, I am doing the love or something. I like that. Yeah. I, I I always say be love. Yeah. So that's the best thing that you can do is just constantly showing up just to love in some way that you can. Yeah. And it's Whatever not to say that I'll like fuck anyone that walks in front of me, but it's because yeah. I, I do just go off of feelings toward people. I'm yes. like, I feel drawn to you. Yeah. You and would we- like to be naked with me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. No, maybe. <laughs> I know. I actually once sent a text message to a guy who I was consistently seeing. He was a guy from kindergarten and he was so... <laughs> a guy from kindergarten. A guy from In your adult years though, In right? my Just very adult years as in like three months ago. <laughs> so, oh my God. But I ended it because he was so terrible at communication uh, yeah. and cool. he had the worst commitment issues in the entire world. And I was there constantly calling him out because I liked him and yeah. showing up yeah. and like being there. So I once set him a multiple choice question. Like I said, do you want to have sex with me in the next two hours? Yes. No. Maybe I'll get back to you another day. <laughs> like yeah. whatever it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but any of these, you know, like, or it was like, maybe I have to get back to you. Something How did he like respond? that. He did. He like, he laughed and he said, yes, I do. Uh-huh. But that, was so shocking to me because I was so afraid he was not going to respond. And I was so afraid he was going to hate it. But I was just so done being anything but blunt with him. It's like I get tired. People are like, I hate the games. They're usually lying is what I've discovered. Yes. They like really lift this. If someone explicitly is like, I hate playing games, it means they super duper love it. This is what I've learned in my experience. Okay. And so I just love that you were like, yeah, do you want to have sex with me? Tell me. Also, how many people do you think love their first blowjob? Oh, no one probably. I mean, I this is the first clear story. Mine was medium. Like, mine was definitely a choice. Yeah. I was young. I was 16. But I was like, I am going to do this. And I <laughs> didn't really conceive of it as a sexual act. Like, it was a few months later when I had a Swedish exchange student visit me that she was like, oral sex. And I was like, <laughs> sex? This is just a penis in my mouth. <laughs> So, so I feel like yeah. mine is different because it was like I had a, I was just looking at it with a different set of eyes because no one had been like oral sex is a blowjob. I was yeah. like a blowjob is like a kiss because <laughs> it is in many ways. It is. It's just totally a kiss <laughs> in many, many ways. And I taught, like I feel like when it came to oral sex, all I kept hearing was, you know, my high school, like Catholic priests and talks about sex, like breathing down our faces, like abstinence is oh. key, you know, use condoms always, but abstinence is key. And like oral sex is 
is sex, so don't do it. And it was always just this negative connotation. And I think if people are going to learn anything nowadays and learn more about sex is to be comfortable with it Mm. and to know your own boundaries and to just definitely know that like sex in all forms should and always be about pleasuring. It should always be about like feeling sexual. Mutual pleasure always. Mutual pleasure always. Okay, (laughs) I have a question on that. For our listeners, how do you yourself know your own boundaries? Like, can you put that, those words into, or those feelings, can you put those feelings into words? Yes. Okay, so I was actually trying to, in one of the questions like that you had said Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about, it was, what are your turnoffs? Yeah. And I feel that, I was actually having, it kind of relates. So I've always been a person where, and I was thinking about it in another question too, about like butt sex and like yeah. butt stuff and well, everything. We're going to get there. I and, would like to get there. Oh my gosh. I would like to get there. Like the kindergarten guy from a few months ago is involved with that story. Ooh, <laughs> so, okay. so, but I think that's part of it is that sometimes a turnoff to me, it's so hard because consent is everything when mm-hmm. it comes to sex. It, it just is. But people show consent in a lot of different ways. Like there usually is a verbal yes. When you have, like when you meet someone and you get into a relationship, whatever it is, like casual sex, friendship, but occasionally you guys have sex, an actual commitment relationship, like open relationship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's usually some kind of verbal sex like, oh yeah, we're having sex tonight and yeah. this is the beginning of it. But when you get to that middle part of it, or even when you're in that beginning of it, if you are just saying yes in general to this person in your life on a sexual level, and I've said yes already just in general to you being there, like it is such a turnoff to me when a person is not confident in their voice or in their body language, Mm. but but you can feel that they want to kiss you, that they want to do all types of things to you, and you feel the exact same way about them. Mm. But my turnoff is when they innocently ask, and so unconfidently, so like, can I kiss you? Or can I have sex with you? Or whatever. It's like, honey, just go for it. Like, okay. just rip me apart like a like a sexy lumberjack or a cowboy, and I will stop <laughs> you when I don't feel comfortable. Like, I will literally stop you and put a hand on your chest and push you away and be like, no. Or I will just say, no, not that area. Like, Good. please, let's okay. keep moving forward, but let's do other things. And so that's kind of, that's kind of a turnoff to me, but yeah, you know, more on butt sex later. (laughs) Interesting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm interested and curious about that because I do think that I used to agree with you for my own personal self. And Mm -hmm. in the last few years I have morphed at like where I'm just like, when you come over, like, are you, what are your intentions? But that's Mm -hmm. also because I really hate the waiting game of like, what are we doing today? Should I how showered do I need to be? <laughs> yes. So and true. So I really like to set up the frame far ahead of time where if I'm interested in having sex with that person that day, I'll be like, tell me I am STD free. And here's when I was tested. What about you? What do you want to do tonight? You know, so I kind yes. of set up a really clear yes ahead of time mm-hmm. because I also, I think I know a lot of dude friends lately have been like, I'm going to ask all the time. And so people are defaulting to that, which I think can be healthy. But I hear you on the confidence thing. And I think, do you think that you would be uh, able to be more turned on by someone or at least not turned off if they were like, I want to kiss you. And they just like were really confident about it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. See, I think that's where it has landed because recently like the 
Yes. I've had the like, that's like the mouth breathy kind of like, yeah, you're like, so beautiful. They're just very hesitant. Like yeah. kind of being an actor, it's all about following your instinct. And I had a teacher yeah. who every single time he would catch us not following our instinct, he would stamp his foot on the ground and be like, oh, there's an instinct. I just killed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so... <laughs> That's so goofy. That's so goofy, but, but it like yeah. terrified us every time because he was such a big man mm. and he totally stomped his foot on the ground. So it was great. It was so brilliant, but I caught his drift. Like yeah. I totally know what he meant. Don't hesitate because it really makes other people hesitate. Yes. Like unless you're doing it for a very safety reason, that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that like far too much. So it's I not too loud. my hands. But <laughs> yeah, so I totally hear you though on absolutely, you were talking about just consent and being super straightforward when it comes to not playing any games at all and mm-hmm. calling ahead of time. And mm-hmm. I might steal that. I, I, because it's freed me up it's because so I, good. I can devolve, especially in my older age, as I approach three decades. I, Ooh, congrats. Thanks. I, A, don't want to waste the time. Like that's my current thing. And B, I have a worse time when I'm spending the entire evening. Like I'm not present if I'm like nervous about where is this going to go if we're going to have sex, should we get home now because it's getting late and I have such a fragile immune system that I can't stay up too late? Like, it's like, you know, <laughs> yes. and so I just try to set the clear frame ahead of time because also like I'm really busy. And if I want to have sex, like I would like to start before 9 p.m. so we can have a long time of sex. I don't want to do I don't want to do 20 minute sex and then fall asleep. Like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love really long, drawn out things. Not every yeah. night I'd freak out because of time, but yeah. So I try to create space for that and then create communication around that. That is absolutely fair enough. <laughs> that's just my, that's my, my offering. I think that's fantastic. And I'm also at a stage in my life when it comes to sex and when it comes to relationships where I'm completely dating myself. Yeah. I am in the stage of my life where I've gone through so many transitions. I just passed through my first quarter life crisis. <laughs> And it was a big one. There, it was yeah. a big deal. So much happened. This 2018, like fall of 2017 until now has felt like five years in one and a half. So I want to get back to some of your other turn-ons and turn-offs oh. and like as specific as okay. possible. Okay. Um, so I am so, I love hugs and I love touching and I love cuddling and I love climbing on people like a baby sloth. Oh my God. Yes. I just love to hold the other night. So yeah, I'm going to go back and forth because they they all connected my mind. I think it's the air in me. It's all fluttering all around at once. (laughs) Um, But um, so I am in a big stage in my life where I'm so about just dating myself right now. And my priorities are work and my art and just getting to know myself Mm -hmm. and really getting to know my body and my mind and spirit and all of that that. mentality to do and just keeping a positive mindset because I feel like I've had so much negative. I've also had very not healthy relationships with men and relationships in general in the last few years where I've really had to put my life in order and realize there's not any one just simple thing to blame. There shouldn't be anything to blame. I'm also to blame. Like I have noticed that I am saying yes to these relationships, whether it's out of loneliness Mm -hmm. or whether it's out of the need for sexual desire or whether it's the need for whatever, like comfort, security. I'd like to offer a new phrase. Okay. Instead of blame, maybe responsible for. Yes. Because you're only at this point of your growth. And I think for myself, I had to go through all the shitty sex so I could then do the work on myself to have better sex. Yes. 
That's and, where I'm at. And I think that's a really empowering place to be. I know that when I, because I did, <laughs> I did six months in South America by myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the most beautiful thing was, I've ever heard. And I needed it because I had, I ground myself into a little nub. Like I was, and I was unable to connect with people. And, and that was manifesting in all the ways in my art, in my sexuality. And it was there that I started just taking myself on. I mean, it was six, it was six months of me dating myself every single day exclusively. Yeah, that's the best. And it took a long time. So that's the other thing. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be nice to myself for five days and then my whole life will be like, it's been for me. That was, I made the choice to leave when I was 26 at the end of my 26th year, turned 27, shaved my head, like had Mm -hmm. to get myself together to actually go. I was finishing a job that I had to finish, finished that job producing online reality TV with dating coaches. Gotcha. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's amazing. And I hate the word blame when people use it on themselves like a knife. I think it's me. I thank you. You know, I don't like it either. So responsible is so much. I love the word responsible. Because that means you're, you can choose a new path. Yes. Without guilting yourself for the quote unquote bad choices. That's exactly, that's exactly where I'm at. That's because I spent way too long, like I spent way too long hating myself for some of the choices I'd made. Um, one of the big ones was I had cheated on a past boyfriend who I loved very much. And I cheated on him with a female bodied person. And that was the first time that I had fallen for a female bodied person in a deep love sense. So I was like very confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, that talk about a big transition. It was a big transition. That's a lot to focus on, figure out where your priorities even may be, yeah. like in general when it comes to sexuality yeah. and, so and I spent- people. Two years in self-loathing, regretting the choices and blaming myself. And so I get really sensitive to other people. (laughs) I love the fact that you were defending just that whole conversation. That's good. That's so good. (laughs) observation. I am also such a defensive person. Like I will totally, if anyone is very, is like ever mean or rude to my friends and it's like extended to a point, there have been occasions where they have seen my angry side come out. And that's when I'm like, like lashing out at like whoever it was. That's a turnoff when people are idiots. I agree. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. So much. So many turnoffs. Be thoughtful. Oh my gosh. Attention. Well, one of them was kind of. It was a turnoff. Is definitely when people are not present and like they they yeah. really aren't being very smart. Or they're not engaged in the conversation. And if you like someone and then you realize their brain is not connected to mm-hmm. you, and then you try and have sex with them, I just or try to do anything sexual with them. It's a big, like, no, no for me. It's just. I think it just ends up so disappointing. And I think for myself, I've experienced that as ultimately harmful. So it's not that I'm against casual random sex. Mm. If I'm going to have casual random sex, I'm going to do it with someone who is at least connected to me for that moment. Yes. You don't have to be my partner for the rest of the life. But if, you, if you're going to have, like, a good dinner date and then you check out when we get naked, you. What's the point? And also, like. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, like, like sex is better when you're when you're in the same place. Like when you disconnect. And in my opinion, this is my experience. I actually, if anyone is out there who like, because I've heard stories, I haven't actually had a one-on-one conversation with a person who prefers to use sex as a way to like check out and escape. So I would, if you're out there, I would actually be really curious to hear your point of view because I think I don't understand it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've been with a couple of those. I have, I have, and it's. I mean, actually, one of them technically. He went through a lot and he got over it mm-hmm. and he's doing way better now. But we have always been very close friends throughout everything. Yeah. 
knew him in college, knew him. He moved here, like he moved back here. And then I moved here after college. And so we reconnected and then we were kind of fuck buddies for about six months. But he was going through so much and I was going through so much, but I was just kind of, I had just gotten out of this horribly sad breakup with Mm. my ex who I had been totally in love with. Mm. And so I was with this guy and we had a good time, but he would check out. He just wouldn't really, he would just use sex as a pure release. And that would actually be a very like porno kind of idea. Like just like getting it out, going like rough and it was hot and it was sexual. And I like was excited about it, but it was, it was almost like I realized, yeah, I want more and I know I need more than this. But it was almost this kind of angry release for me as well that yeah. I realize now, like that's where the responsibility of it lies, yeah. like why I chose those people. And I'm a very picky person, like mm-hmm. very picky when it comes to who I'm going to give myself to, because I've uh-huh. also had that very spiritual up- like upbringing yeah. about it being very important who you let into your life. <coughs> Bless you. I don't want to like cough on your words. No, <laughs> it's hard to end out. When- yes. That's um, yeah. interesting. I love that. And also observation, you, are you still in contact? So you're... Yes. So I actually just saw him um, because I'm dating myself right now. Yeah. I have found like very zero interest in being in any relationship with anyone, that. like anything at all. Like I don't want sex with anyone right now. And it's not that I'm angry about it. Yeah. I'm just so happy to want to just get to know my body yeah. and not letting it just... Not making me feel like I'm just letting it be used. I love that. So, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. will you tell us a little bit about how you're exploring your body and what you're discovering? And yes. please be as specific as possible. I mean, like before when I was talking about sloths, I was, yeah. I was talking about, I was thinking to myself, like I, whatever future relationship I get into, I'm just living my life at sloth speed. Yeah. Like I need sloth speed. That's the only speed I'm going to it's also out. very Capricornian. It's not necessarily a sloth. It's the steady climber of the mountain. It's the ultimate, the lifelong achiever, not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. It's similar similar with Taurus. I'm a Taurus sun. Yeah. And so it's like, yes. I am going at the pace that I am going now. And it's steady. And it, there's a rhythm to it. Oh, well, I'm just smiling so much right yeah. now because I just love all of this. You're a sloth. And That's so cute. So much sloth speed. So like that guy who I had seen for those six months, like years ago, we are still in contact. We are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. He lives in Torrance. So like mm-hmm. very South LA. Actually, in fact, Huntington Beach now. But he will drive out to good times at Davy Wayne's. <laughs> best bar ever. Go check it out if you haven't. <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that because now the line's going to be like hella long to the max, but whatever. Only go on Saturday night. Yeah. Only Saturdays. Only Saturdays. Only Saturdays. Only Saturdays are good nights. Yeah. 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 It's the only nights. Don't go on Wednesday or (laughs) don't ruin my Mondays. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but I saw him at good times at Davy Wayne's and he was feeling me and we were feeling each other and we were just reconnecting and, and seeing each other. to be specific, other. when you say feeling. Oh, literally feeling his forearm because he's a baseball right. player and now he coaches baseball and I've had a thing with baseball players. Apparently there's been a pattern. I've realized my patterns <laughs> in the last like six months. Totally. Every pattern has come to mind. But we were sitting there. He bought me a drink because I was like broken a little high. And sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I can't, I took an edible. I don't need anything. He's like, let me get you a vodka soda. I know that's your drink. So he did. And it like went right through me because I hadn't eaten very much. Also, she's night. tiny, guys. The <laughs> cutest sloth in the world. She's like five foot nothing and have so much to say. She wears um, kid shoes. <laughs> can get a three. Uh, they're cheaper. So it's fine. <laughs> Wait, a three so, is a women's five? <laughs> that's 
insane. What? What are sizes? That makes no sense. Okay. They're ridiculous. Okay, yeah. So so back at Davy Wayne's a few weeks back, I was just feeling his arm. And by the way, this is a totally anticlimactic story. So be prepared. <laughs> totally anticlimactic. There is no sex at the end of this fairy tale moment, but there is a reward. Touches. Okay. Yeah. So um I was feeling his forearm. I was a little tipsy. Like he has this amazing tattoo on his forearm mm. arm of like tree veins like tree lines that go that like follow his veins that are just protruding out of his forearm and he's so ridiculously attractive it's whatever so I'm standing there knowing we have this history knowing how comfortable I am around him and knowing that I also really want to have sex but I'm literally not going to like I know I'm not going to but I'm still like enjoy the, the feels yeah and so I'm kind of like latching onto him I'm not letting go of him then the music starts playing. And so I'm like, I want to go dance. And so he pulls me onto the dance floor and he knows how to dance. So he's swinging me around and then we start kissing. And it's like the first kiss I've let myself really fall into Mm. in four months. Like not since the kindergarten guy who I reconnected with. So it was good. And then he's like, Hey, do you want to have sex or something? Like what's going on with you tonight? And I just said, yes, I do, but I'm not going to, you know, all I want you to do is come back to my house, lie in my bed for 20 minutes so I can cuddle you while we listen to jazz music, and then you can go home. <laughs> I love that answer. Did it happen? <laughs> yes, it happened. He came Listeners, to <laughs> pay attention. Look what happens. Magic happens when you ask for what you want. How fucking beautiful is that? It was good. How beautiful is that? It was really nice. The, the thing is, there was a catch. It was beautiful. But it did have some kind of... Pressure? No, no okay. pressure. Okay. He, he's not someone to pressure me. Great. Which is fabulous. Good. Um, but there was that whole like, okay, like go for it. And if I stop you, I stop you. Yeah. He was trying to finger me. It was trying, like is kind of the word because it was just not working. Yeah. It just wasn't working that night. Yeah. I wasn't feeling any of it. I think it was a little too hard, it. but he was also always one of those guys who I couldn't really like ever edit during sex like oh to oh, give I love that communication that. and talk about stuff during sex mm-hmm. and like not making it awkward or not trying to insult anyone it's just it's just mini critique it's like light critique like editing just editing a video you know like this part's maybe a little better than that part <laughs> so it was that was difficult with the two of you it was always difficult always for difficult. the two of us because he kind of had Why? those commitments where it was it was more about the sex rather than like a sexual relationship. Interesting. Did it seem so. like he was using moves that he's seen in porn and they just couldn't be adjusted? Or was it just like he had an idea of how the way something would be done? Or I think it was, I think maybe it was a mix of, it hadn't been a while for maybe either of us. Okay. And, and I just think I was not wet at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that can send partners into spirals, too. Yes. Which is just the most bizarre, like, if a dude doesn't get hard, I know I can freak out a little bit and I have to try to not, or vice versa. If I'm not wet, then, like, I know that he can get nervous and then I can get nervous and now I just keep a lube nearby. That's really Um, good. What kind of lube do you use? So I, (laughs) my partner has a vasectomy and we are fluid bonded. So we sleep together unprotected. So for that reason, I use coconut oil. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) And I have a special set of sheets because I don't get to see them that often, but because coconut oil does stain. So to our listeners, coconut oil is not a good option if you are using condoms. 
Yeah, no, it's terrible. It sucks up the latex. It like makes it rip or something. Yeah, Never, it, I learned it, this recently okay, as cool. well. So just yeah. just for listeners, I use <laughs> coconut oil with him. Uh, with other people, I have a fancy. Um, uh, I was using liquid, I think, for a little while. I don't know. Sliquid. I can't. I can't remember what. I can see the bottle in my mind, but I can't. I get at the stock room. I go to the stock room and I Chill. get whatever they're like. I ask every time, and I'm like, which one should I get? And then they tell me. <laughs> Excellent. I listen to the experts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I actually never knew that about coconut oil that it stained. Yeah, I put coconut oil true. on for my lotion. Like every I do day. too. That's what I, yeah. Coconut oil is magical. My bed has like just it random, might. like if I, mean, I just random little put a black stains. light to it, it would probably look like it would be just. It just depends on, no, 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 it's not like that. No, it's just like, it looks oily. Like, like where yeah. it always looks wet. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaky jeans. Just a Jackson Pollock painting <laughs> on your sheet. All over my favorite color oh blue God. sheet. Okay, but who <laughs> who wouldn't go to that gallery installation? <laughs> so fucking fun. Okay. I digress. So yes. he came over. So and like stayed. I mean, at that point, he didn't spend the night or anything. Like I kicked him out and I said, like, ahoy. <laughs> I said ahoy. You actually said ahoy. I said ahoy. Because I, I was just it works. over it. Whatever works, works. <laughs> like, I love it. See you later, Captain. So, but it was great because after I realized I was so not getting wet and he was so not hitting any points, but maybe we were just tired. We had done a lot of dancing. We had done a lot of imaginary. Was it past 9 p.m.? Play. It was definitely midnight. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, so we're adults and we're tired now. Mm. And that's fine because I need, I know I need to go to bed at like 9 p.m. I every mean, night if I nice. could. I, I love would. afternoon sex, personally. Oh I get God. the horniest right around 3 p.m. I'm like... That was going to be my sex question to you. Really? Yes. I was going to ask you, okay, what's better, morning sex or night sex? Afternoon so yours is sex. afternoon sex. I love... Like, afternoon delight is the most delightful. It's not available to me most of the time uh, because of circumstance, but I enjoy... If I had to pick between morning sex and evening sex, it, I would actually just pick whichever one gives me more time. So I will always pick, you know, two hours over 30 minutes. I'll pick seven hours over two hours, you know, mm-hmm. if if my life can handle it. Yeah. I love the slowness. And my my master is someone who just takes his time. Like, so my lover is my master. Yes. And he just slowly but surely will, like, touch me in so many ways. So I love that. And so we recently were able to have, in the span of two weeks, he spent the night twice which means that we've spent the night three times total in our almost two years of being together. Wow. So it was a big deal. And one of the times we had luxury, like he showed up at like 3 p.m. on a Friday and left at like 5 p.m. on a Saturday. So we had just this expansive time together mm-hmm. and we had beautiful morning sex. My body takes a minute to wake up, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to fit it in in 30 minutes, which the second time we'd seen each other, I was in fact working that day. So I had to be up at a certain time and I had picked him up from the airport the night before and we were both exhausted. And this was on the night of the lunar eclipse. So it was really beautiful and magical. And we were driving back from the airport right at the time the moon was eclipsing, like at the full eclipse moment. So it was really magical. But that morning sex was terrible because I was not, I was exhausted. So basically... Any set, any time of day, if I'm well rested and not stressed. 
Yes. <laughs> it's my answer. Yes. But especially the afternoon. Oh. So. Oh, man. Well, now I'm just thinking about, like, all the feels. Man, I do miss sex, guys. I do. You know, just throwing it out there. I miss it very much, but I just feel like When it's my... the right time, you'll certainly know. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm waiting for. I'm just... I'm just fine in waiting. Yeah. I'm just okay in discovering. Wonderful. Whatever for myself. Like... All the turn-ons are still there, like all the touches and feels and the tickling, like and all the crevices. It gets me. Like that's what I do just for myself nowadays. Tell me even about now. so are you orgasming still in your time? Oh, yeah. Of, okay, great. I'm very can lucky. You tell me about your orgasms and how you like to masturbate. And okay. then can we talk about butt stuff? Oh yeah, sure. I'm, please let's talk about butt stuff. So, <laughs> I was so scared of butt stuff. I'm so excited really? to talk about it. Yeah. Why? So, oh, but I also well, want to know about masturbation. Which one first? Oh God. Okay, where All do you right, want to go? Masturbation leads into butt okay, stuff, I feel great, like, because that leads into summer kindergarten man. Great. So <laughs> all grown up now and totally so grown up and Magnum penis grown up. Okay, Woo-hoo! anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I feel nowadays that I'm just masturbating, like I have realized how actually non-connected with my body I've been. <gasps> Like when I was having sex, I would masturbate, but it would way be, it would be like, I know how to get myself there and how to get myself done. Like yep. I know how to do it all. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll usually, I, I don't think I've ever had sex. No, no, no. That's a lie. That's a lie. I've had sex and I've not climaxed before, but it always has to do with circumstances, mm-hmm. body, how it's feeling. Like yes. if it's woken up yet, if yep. it's ready, if, yep. if you have enough time, like yep. wherever you are physically, wherever it's happening. Yeah. I have not always climaxed, but I have definitely been a lucky damn lucky woman to be able to like usually every time that's great yeah very consistent consistently so nowadays I find that I'm actually kind of reverting back to my old ways of being almost like this I hate the phrase born again virgin I'm not that's not what that that's not what I am but that's how it feels it's almost like I'm rediscovering how mm. I feel in it all. Like what really does turn me on you're just a, for myself. You're a born again sexual being. There we go. That's just, that's exactly what it is. And it's like, it's your sexual, it's your first sexual reawakening. Yes. I have a feeling we go through a few of these if we allow ourselves, in our, if we're lucky enough. Okay. So what, what has it been like for you? Um, well, it's a lot of definitely feeling my boobs. It's definitely a lot to do with like touching myself and taking the time to, because when, when I'm horny, I just, I'm horny and I just imagine the dick and I just imagine the sex. And Mm -hmm. I really am so mental about it. Like I know exactly the stages of where I am. And I focus a lot on my breathing because the breathing really helps me get there Mm -hmm. when I, especially if I'm doing like big breaths, like in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just like really going with the flow of your body like a wave. And then- Me too, holding it in. the record, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like holding my breath and realizing that when I don't breathe in with just my mouth and I breathe like in quickly with my nose, I can literally make myself feel the orgasm rise. Like absolutely can control it at that point. You're still touching yourself I'm totally touching myself. Wait, will you give us details on like how you touch your boobs and how you touch your body? And like, do you pinch your nipples and do you moosh them or what? What do you do? Definitely push, pinch my nipples. I like moosh them. I, oh, so, I mean, usually I start with like, I lie on the bed and I seriously love staring at myself in the mirror. Like, yeah, I'm narcissistic. I know. No. I'm standing there. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're now the second person to say that on this podcast. Ooh, which wow. I love because I never thought to do that before I read this, until I read this book, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski, which I think everyone should go out and read. Oh, I want to now. Uh, I didn't, it didn't occur to me to look at myself in the mirror as a sexual being. Yes. And staring at yourself in the eye is the most 
perfect test and intenseness to do with masturbation. Like I will, when I was in high school, like I really did start masturbating and discovering that, but I didn't really get into it, into it until college. I remember at a party, I was with all my theater friends in college and one of our friends was super sexual, like very out there sexual. One of the only people I knew, like she would tell us, oh yeah, like when my, um, when my older or my younger brother and sister were being born, my parents at three years old sat us down and said, this is a penis, this is a vagina, and this is how sex works. Mm-hmm. And so she had been so accustomed to it, accustomed to it and had been masturbating for years. And I just looked at her and I was like, Caitlin, um, how do you masturbate? Like, how do you get yourself there? Yeah. How do you do it? I mean, at, around, I think I was maybe 19 or 18 at this, at this point. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was innocent by any means. Like I had totally watched porn and seen Wait, all these things. When did you masturbate for the first time? Like when I masturbated and masturbated and climaxed, I was, I think, 18. Like, are you talking about like that or yeah. just masturbating, uh, discovering both. it? Both. I think I started really discovering it when I was around 13. Mm-hmm. Like, I would watch movies and I would totally touch my vagina outside of my clothes. Yeah. And whenever a sexy steaming scene came on, like the sex scene in the Titanic, yeah. I would definitely be horny. Yeah. But I didn't know that's you what that was. You not know what to was. do with it either. Exactly. You don't know what to do. I remember being so young, I was curious about it. I would like put like Barbie, like I would like play with my Barbies in the tub and like have like Barbie. Barbie heads going like against my vagina because it felt Ah, good. uh uh But clearly I was in the shower and there was the water and I'm like 12 or 13 semi going through like pre-pubescent stages. Like we are so sexual all our lives, but it's just, we don't understand it until you get older. And so that's why I really looked at my friend Caitlin in college and I just said, you know what? I'm really ready to expand my sexual horizons. Like I have always been this horny little motherfucker. Like yeah. I'd be allowed to curse. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think I this have is, this whole time. This podcast is definitely it's marked. Sex. It's all explicit. Yes. Like it's literally explicit. In the most literal sense, I'm like, yes. no, but, and actually my actual question is like, so how specifically do you touch your vagina? Yes. So I, I take my hand. It's so interesting to think about. I've never actually literally yeah. explained this. I love but, this. But I think it's this gee, is a I great. Think, I think people need to hear it. Yes, this is a great practice. So I think there's a common misconception about the clitoris and like the lips of your vagina. I think that guys don't, they don't know enough about female anatomy. They don't. They just don't know about those organs to do with that anatomy. And so the vagina, I take my, I start like, I just put my hand over all of myself, Mm -hmm. like the lips and the clit. Mm -hmm. And it's all about pressure. Mm -hmm. It's just all about even pressure. And so I hate, I don't, I think too much of one thing is just, it's too much of a good thing. Agree. Like if you just touch the clitoris a bunch and I've had too much experience with guys just being way too rough with the clitoris immediately. Like, yeah, it can take it. Vagas can take everything. Yes. They really do take all of it. Yeah. They push out babies. They yeah. know what they're doing. So, yeah, but I think it's all about pressure. And so too much on one section is just too much. It's too much. You need to and you even work out. your way up there, too, yes. sometimes. Because my clitoris, if you start off, like, trying to poke her and rough her up, she will hate you and then it will not work. Yes. If you start out with a tease and that even pressure and then I can work my way up. And then you can actually, like, slam fuck and be hitting my clit and then I'll have an orgasm. If you yes. start there, I will scream and push and literally kick. I've actually kicked partners. 
Oh my God. On, on accident. Like, yeah, like on accident. Yeah, but, like, but because it's too painful. It's too much. It's too much. Ways. Yeah. No, I agree. So you, when you're by yourself, do you, do you stick to even pressure? Do you vary it? Do you stick fingers inside? Do you use toys? So I, oh, you know, toys are so, I've never used a toy. Really? <laughs> never used a toy before. I totally should try it. I've had friends be like, Kate, you should try it. You, you would like it. When the time is right, but it will find its way to Exactly. You. I just have never really been interested in it because I almost think it would be one of those things where it was too much. <laughs> And then I don't know, but I've never tried it. Ways. So can't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Um, I also think I'm slightly intimidated by them because mm. a penis is already intimidating enough to me. <laughs> and like, I mean, I've, I've thought about like, oh, you know, am I interested in munching box? I don't know. Mm. Like I, yeah. I've never, I've thought about it, pictured all like in a presentation. I am definitely one to picture everyone naked totally. and really see it visually and be yeah. like, oh, you know, I love their human body. Like I love their female body, but I do not love the idea of kissing it. Yeah. I just don't. And that's fine. Totally. Like whatever, man. But I've thought about it and joked about it. Like maybe guys aren't for me. Maybe I do need to move on onto bigger and better things. Maybe I need to expand my horizons in all the ways, but you just know yourself and you know, if you're ready for that or not, like, I don't know if I would do a threesome. I really don't. I got, I got kind of blindsided. I mean, I was always curious, but I was like, no, I wouldn't actually. And then I like, first I did. And I was like, that's fun. I'm not, I'm still straight. I just like to explore. Like, uh, I was just having fun. And then I fell in love with a female-bodied human, and I was like, oh, I guess I really don't care. So it's like, it'll come to you if it needs to come to you. And I I luckily, because of how my life unfolded, never really spent too much time thinking about that aspect. I was just like, I don't know. I guess I got turned on by those boobs. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I really do <laughs> love that because if it if it did ever happen, I would just leave the door open. Right, exactly. I, if the if time it like, right, really felt true and yeah. it was something I really wanted, I would not say no. Yeah, great. <laughs> Especially if it was a better relationship. Okay, so you use fingers. Yes, back to masturbation. Pressure. Kate, are you avoiding the subject? Come on, come on. No, there's just so, so many like good side there, details. Yes. So yeah, okay, so if I'm using my other hand and pretending it's my vagina, mm-hmm. then um, I usually am always on my back or I'm like sitting up, staring at the mirror, like on the ground doing yeah. it. But I will usually just start with like the base. Um, I'll go from the base to the top, like from the mm-hmm. base of my vag to the top of my clit. And Wait, I will which one's the top? Hand. What is the top more oh. towards your belly button? Yes. Okay, more, the top it. is more towards my belly button. Yeah. The bottom is, yes, toward What's my butt crack. Great. So <laughs> then I would take pretty much just my three middle fingers and I would just like have this pressure mm-hmm. like all over it. And mm-hmm. I would usually start, I always usually go with my right hand and then rub my breasts mm-hmm. and like pinch and just like grab hold of my mini melons and mm-hmm. eh, like medium melons, I guess. And um, yeah, I'd like usually pinch my nipples and get all in there and like rub my nipples on the pressure. And I usually just imagine a guy being on top of me. Mm-hmm. I, but like also mm-hmm. it goes in and out. It's imagining a guy being on top of me, no one in specific, kind of like having a dream where yes. you know someone's attractive, but you actually can't materialize that. Like you can't actually really identify their face. I've been having sex dreams like that this yes. week. Whoa. This week for the first time, oh. I've had the mu- I've had sex dreams before with people. Mm-hmm. This week is the first week where they've been BDSM, like I am submissive sex dreams and where my dom is somebody, like there was one with my master and we were in my parents' garage, like, Ooh. which is just very bizarre. And I was like, nobody's home, but then they were. So it was one of those dreams. <laughs> but all the yeah. other ones have been, like I've been dominated by these male, f- oh no, one was a woman. Well, that's my first lesbian dream too. Oh One gosh. was an older woman and she was like so dominant. The other two were men, but they were all like shadowy figures that not shadowy, like Dementors, but just like people I don't know in real life. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Like a dream where I got fucked by a Dementor. Um, like, <laughs> it's not oh, true. That would be so sad too. They'd be literally sucking the oh, soul out of no. your entire body. That's horrible. Oh, maybe they'd be putting the soul back. Technically. Anyway, that's my death. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse Dementor. Fucking. But it's like, yeah, in those dreams, you can really only see their body. Yeah. So you're imagining <clears throat> this like hot being. Yes. On top of you specifically. Yes. And I'm definitely pulling, I feel, like, potentially old memories and, like, picturing not who they were, but, like, how they were doing Mm -hmm. it. And that's what I go off of. And usually I also just kind of talk dirty to myself. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, out loud. I'm like, fuck, girl. Like, get yourself there, you know? Like, fuck you. Like, yes. (laughs) Like, I just kind of go all out. And I'm like, oh, fuck me so hard. Yes. Like, I just, and I don't make it sound like that. It's more like, you know, in the moment, like, oh, baby, whatever. All right. Do you moan Um, out loud? Like, do you make noises out? Because I didn't start making noises until I was with a partner. Like, I just, because I started masturbating so young, I was secretive about it. Yes, you had to be. Yeah, so all my early experiences were completely silent. And then I was like, oh, there's moaning and porn. And so then my first like 10 years, I mean, my first nine years, it's like only in the last two years that I started actually moaning because those are the noises I was making and there was no awareness around it. I was like, oh, this is, oh, this moan is motivated all on its own. Not me trying to like make noises so that my partner knows it's good, babe. Yes. And I've definitely been there before where I've realized now like, oh, I've had moments where I've moaned over dramatically because I was trying to, to communicate yeah it was like how which i do think is important but it's yeah. like a weird i think for me for me person for myself personally i think for myself personally it was because i didn't have other communication tools available to myself mm-hmm. at the time i was like i don't know how to do this yes <laughs> yes and it's sort of weird to realize that like i would do it because i would just want it to go well like yes. i feel like i would over dramatic yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being in the moment authentic yeah. or stopping it if it didn't feel good and just literally saying it out loud, like you really, we really don't know how to ha- have these conversations we're and learning. it takes time. Like we're learning and we're realizing like, no, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. We need to just state it. We need to be blunt and that's okay. Um, yeah. I feel like sometimes I've always been a very I'm such a Brit. Like I spent time in England studying abroad in college and I'm obsessed with the British culture and mentality. And so I, I kind of say that as my own motto, like, oh, you know, like just be a Brit, like just state it like the Brit. Mm how the Brits would, whatever sometimes they're very closed about their... They are though. Like sometimes all they say is pass the salt and it could yeah. mean 300 different things. Yeah. So there's that as well. Good point. <laughs> like, you know. But they are very blunt about other things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've met... Oh, I've had sex with too many Brits. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> never. No. Never. But the Italians are probably where it's at, guys. Go to Italy. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... When it came to masturbation, like I would get myself into it and I definitely do moan. And I feel Mm. like in my last relationship, part of the reason I agree, like I was actually always very quiet when I had sex with people because we had to be, because it was usually in broad daylight or it was in the morning or it could have been late at night. And he had three other roommates. roommates. It's either parents or roommates. Yes, And so it's like the first decade of your sex life is fucked up. Yes. Until it's, so he, yeah. yes. It's, it's so silent. It's so silent. It's so silent. No 
nobody talks about it. You talk about it with your girlfriends, it like is. in close quarters, it and is so silent, or at a cafe in the corner of the cafe, yes. like. Or in your own bedroom when you're crying because someone broke up with you yeah. over not having sex with them. I actually <laughs> went to dinner with a couple last night, not a date, but just just two friends and they are lovers. And we were having the loudest conversations at Morton's Steakhouse about kinky stuff, like about <laughs> very kinky stuff. Yes. And I, and I had this moment where I was like, I wonder how loud we are. And I was like, whatever, it's fucking Morton's. Like they, they like wanted to go to a steakhouse and I was like, all right, like I'll be, I'll go. But, I but that. I was just thinking about that. And there was a part of me that was like, should I be embarrassed? I'm naked online. I have a sex podcast. I guess I'm not embarrassed. That's cool. And I, I think it's joyful. Anyways. Yes. No, it shows your confidence in the whole situation. I just feel like it, the world could be going in a better direction. But yeah. then I was like, well, I don't want to encroach on anyone else's boundaries. But I looked around and nobody seemed to be making mean faces at us. So yes. I checked the environment. I totally feel that. Read the room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always, I mean, it, that's a good statement It would have been different if there, was, <laughs> if there were small children or people that were like obviously religious. Like I'm not trying to encroach, but people looked like they were minding their own business. So Yeah. I think I was talking about sex at a bar the other night. And there were about five other people and I was being super loud. And I looked around and I was surprised that nobody was yeah. looking at me. I think they want to hear the details personally. Yeah, they're, they're just probably looking down and looking at the like, phone, no, but listening. totally creeping in. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, like, I'm just scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not listening to every detail of your conversation. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. And then I realized I would so agree that nowadays I'm such an authentic moaner. That Great. I really go all out. I and I think about my neighbors and I think about how I live next to a Jewish rabbi and his family, but I don't care. <laughs> Maybe you're encouraging they're, them. Their you living room and their kitchen is my bedroom wall. <laughs> Nobody hears anything, right? I mean, better their kitchen and their living room than, than their, their bedroom yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah. Or like kids' bedroom wall or something. Yes. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Oh, God. I hope the kid, poor kids, those well, poor kids. Here's the thing. If there are. I don't think so. Yeah. Like people, families in some parts of the world live in one space together. Yes. That's a thing. And they somehow so, have sex to have multiple exactly. kids. We're living. just like luxuriously living in our own little boxes. So okay. Yes. Whatever. They're fine. Totally. Okay. But stuff. <laughs> but just stuff. like, can we, did we finish masturbation though? Like, okay. So no toys. Oh, pressure. Well, I do have, I do have a mini story that I will describe my orgasm with. Oh yes. Okay. So. My, one of my best friends is getting married this next weekend on Groundhog Day. Amazing. She's a virgin and she just turned 30. I don't think she'll ever hear this podcast, but I won't state any names. Great. So they're getting married. I don't know anything about her fiance. I mean, I know a lot about her fiance because we all met at the same summer camp that we were counselors at. Oh, wow. So that was great. Like he proposed to her last summer when oh, they were wow. on the island where part of the camp exists to do water sports it's on. Very magical. It was um, very magical. There were children wait, there. They were so stoked. Pause. She's very When you yeah. say water sports. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a sexual question. <laughs> water sports in kink land <laughs> means people who enjoy peeing on each other and or in each other's mouths. <laughs> So I just wanted to clarify because it doesn't sound like so just important to clarify. Because I'm talking about about wakeboarding. I'm talking about kneeboarding. I'm talking about water skiing. I'm talking about like eight to 16 year olds going to the summer camp and doing water sports on a lake. 
actual water sports. Actual yeah. sports in the water. Not a euphemism for peeing on each other. No. Just to clarify. Yeah. Though I, I have been thinking about that lately because I've watched Sex in the City. Like, I've Is been it binging on, it. I never watched Sex in the City because oh, I, I grew up without cable. <laughs> Fair grew, enough. Grew up on a farm. You did? Oh my God, that is so in cool. In the middle of nowhere. I mean, where? in the middle of California, but it's okay. Visalia, California. Lots of orange trees. Wait, where are you from? Which Visalia. part? Visalia. It's between Bakersfield and Fresno. Okay, I know exactly. That's yeah. where my summer camp was. It was at Huntington Lake and Shaver oh, Lake yeah. above Fresno. Up there, above Fresno. Did you go yeah. to those? No, maybe? I went to Sequoia Lake. Like oh. I went, And I went to family camp and then music camp at oh. Lake Sequoia. Goodness, that's yeah. so wonderful. It was so sweet. Did you sing or did you play an instrument? Oh, we sang. And okay. uh, well, we sang at the campfires. No, I played an instrument at music camp I played cello oh, so I would lug my cello my up and down the hills and I was like <laughs> I'm exhausted oh like this is a God. fucking mountain yeah and it's a cello yeah. like it's not a violin correct it's not a guitar yep. <laughs> so that's the reason my sister plays viola I was like don't this is heavy <laughs> anyway Oh my God. Win. Yeah. No, yeah. So summer camp. Oh, you know, this one time at band camp, like they, those, those stories, yep. they happen. They do. They do happen right now. Someone's at band camp right now doing more than band. Um, but Oh my God. That's so funny. I did not get that reference growing up because I literally went to music camp and people would tease me about flutes and band camp. And I, I didn't know. I oh hadn't watched because it's in American Pie, right? What I think it from? is. It, I, so I hadn't. It was also movie. in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Where show ever would go, that. Shailene Woodley. Like, I mean, I didn't know. Like, exactly. And so I just, like, didn't know. And I also oh probably goodness. could have had my first kiss a couple of times at music camp. But I was so, I just didn't know anything. So I didn't understand. The, I was like, I'm yeah. sitting on this rock and we're just staring at each other. And I don't get what's happening. Aww. And I, like, probably, there's, like, That's four different so times sweet. I could have had a first kiss. But I just didn't know what to do. And How then, old so, were you? Like, 14 to 17, you know, I, I was Dude, young. yeah, like, like... I went every summer. Oh, I mean, I'm scared to know what kids know, like, what kids know these days. Ah, just about on, everything. Depends on where it they grow really, up. really But does. they have more access to information. Yeah, I mean, I do remember Googling a very, very old blowjob video. Like, when, when videos oh were God. embedded in web pages. Yes, because like there was no YouTube. YouTube yet. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... This is blowing my mind. I know. Um, <laughs> I was born in 1989, and so I'm, like, right at the cusp of just, like... Yeah. Like I grew up with the internet. Like, My brother was born in 1988. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your yeah. orgasm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because my friend just turned 30 and she's a virgin and she's about to get married, we just had her bachelorette weekend. I think just last weekend. Mm -hmm. And so we were giving her the sex talk because we were all giving her lingerie. And like beautiful. her older sister got her crotchless undies as one of the undies. I love it. And she looked at them and she said, they're not closed. Why are they open? And she just didn't know anything really about sex. Like we seriously had to teach her everything. We were like easy access. She said, what does easy access mean? And so we oh, explained everything and so we were giving beautiful. her a crash course. It was really fun and very funny. And poor thing. She was laughing and giggling so hard because she's drinking rum the whole night and oh eating gosh. rum soaked gummy bears. Oh my God. And so drunk hearing her older sister explain what like crotchless panties are for and describing like every detail about sex and toys and condoms and lube and that everything. That sounds like an amazing bachelorette party. It really was. Particularly for someone who hasn't had sex. Yeah, like it was, I, I, it was seriously magical. So it was so magical and it was so giggly and so cute that she looked at me and um, we were talking about orgasms and she just had no idea what it was. And so I said, all right, I'm going to take the reins on this one. I hadn't even talked very much at this point. I was just kind of agreeing, like 
sending in some peanut gallery supportive commentary. Yeah. But this was the moment where I pulled out unicorn language out of my ass. And so I said, like, everyone laughed and they said, what the hell is unicorn language? And I just explained, like, it's it's what the bride needs to hear right now. It's just metaphorical <laughs> stories. It's just, it's just metaphors. It's adjectives. That's unicorn language. So I explained to her what it, an orgasm was by saying, all right, well, to me, an orgasm is kind of like a consistent waterfall. And I mean, that's to me almost it's kind of the, just the representation of a dick. It's just the consistency oh to me God. of like the layers of sex. Maybe it's the same with female and female or just like vagina on vagina or whatever, yeah. you, whatever you need, like whatever you need to get you there. I don't know how it is, but for me, it's like a waterfall. It's this flowing, nice, consistent waterfall mm -hmm. and it's constantly protruding water. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's got that rhythm. There are like these nice little jumps in the breaks yeah. of the water yeah. and it's going and you are the pond. Like, the waterfall is falling into the pond and you are the pond and you are feeling everything. You are feeling that waterfall fall. And so <laughs> then it starts becoming a fireworks show, literally, because a fireworks show, how does it start off? Well, you get like the little mini fireworks that start the show and, and it's just this explosion at first. And that's, that's really just that moment where it hits you that, Oh, coming. you're coming. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the mini fireworks start going off and there's some pretty colors, but it's definitely not the finale. And so it just builds and it builds and it spends this time building. Yes. And like, there are some sparks and, and there are some mini orgasms and then the orgasm just builds all the way to the finale and it explodes in every color and every shape imaginable. And it gets big bigger and brighter and then it ends and it's the aftermath of the fireworks yeah, show and the smoke and everything is still shimmering you know that's what that's it is that's a great metaphor and it lasts for about seven minutes I've maybe give or take i to time like I know that I'm on just I'm I'm like wow the smoke like everyone's slowly walking away and picking up their picnic baskets and their oh lawn chairs and it's the 4th of July and you just walk away and you're like <sighs> that was really a great fireworks show. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't always have to end like that. Like maybe you went for a really nice swim and just the waterfall in the pond and yeah. like, fuck yeah, you saw some fish along the way. And then some days it's like a little fireworks show yes. and then it leads to a bigger fireworks show and that leads to a giant fireworks show and then you're like, don't touch me anymore. Yeah, like please, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm dead. All right, three times, I'm good. I'm good for the night. Set the forest on fire. Don't <laughs> be careful. I'm all burned up. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's the way I described it. Everyone just kind of, there was a moment of silence. And then the bride looked at me and they just all, she was giggling and just staring at me and like, ah, and still laughing. And everyone said, yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. I love it. So I don't know. That's fantastic. But it worked for them. And oh it was God. such a great bachelorette. Like it was fantastic. Did you guys give advice about butt stuff? You know, we <laughs> Didn't. But we <laughs> I would actually be really surprised if that had come come up right away. I like mean, it's a it's she, not a beginner's thing. She looked at it's like a level three. I feel it like. took me a while to get. Oh no, that's not true. It didn't take me a while to get there. It took me a long, long time to like get there and enjoy it. Yes, and that's exactly what it is. So butt stuff with this kindergarten guy who's all grown up now, and we reconnect. Like we had always kind of kept tabs on each other. We went to elementary school together. Then we went to different middle schools. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We went to different high schools. And so we would see each other at the same dentist, you know, like <laughs> all throughout high school and college. And he just kept getting cuter and cuter. And then he's a property manager, like living in San Diego and Riverside and wherever they need him. Yeah. And so we reconnected and 
talked for over a year pretty much until we had sex, but it wasn't, he's so bad at communication. Mm. So it was this very long, slow year and that was fine. But I realized how much I was into him. Mm. And so I just kept becoming more blunt and more blunt. And then I realized, oh, we're just having sex. And that's fine. Like, you just need it for a release. I know you're lying to me. You literally, like, lie to me all the time. You make empty promises all the time. And that's a turnoff. That is a huge turnoff to just people and to me even getting close to wanting to have sex with you. And in in life. In life. I'm a very big, I'm an insister on your actions must match your words. Yes. If they do not, I have a problem. And I, I will, and I'll pause things until they match. That's what I yeah. That's what I do with my relationships because I can't like my brain can't yeah. handle it because I'm like, are you lying to me about everything? And then I just like explode. Which is so great that you call them up and basically ask like, now okay, are we fucking today or are we not fucking today? But it's today? a new thing and people <laughs> don't always like the questions. They and don't. So it's yeah. But anyway, so But yeah, with butt stuff. So with him, um we would mostly just have sex in his car like teenagers, yeah. which was okay. We yeah. would go down to a deserted street somewhere in my neighborhood. He would pick me up. Like he was a gentleman in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I know that he just had commitment issues. Yep. And so whatever. Leave and I think me. there's a lot of space for gentlemanly behavior to cover up bad behavior or in some cases to take the place of, or it's like it lets you off the hook, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a very good point. Like, that's definitely. Like people like to say. Been both. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like chivalry is not dead, but also like. Respect isn't either. Yeah, they like you use both. Hand. Please, yeah, both. Like, yeah, yeah. He was a gentleman. Open there... the door and respond to my text message honestly. Please, <laughs> please. Oh God. But yeah. So he loved butt stuff, or the idea of butt stuff. And every single time we had sex, I think he did it literally every single time we had sex. But which honestly wasn't a ton. It was yeah. like once a month okay. for about whatever. And um. So we would see each other for one night, but I'm one of those people who would love to expand the evening or yeah. like have the hours upon hours yeah. if you have the time. Totally. But he just never wanted to. He would mm. just always want to leave. And I'm like, ugh, breaking my heart. But whatever. But stuff though, he would just stick. I'm avoiding the topic again. <laughs> we would. I think get- it's also like really helpful for people to see. And I think it's hilarious that you and I have now maybe like six or seven times we're like so butt stuff stuff, and then we digress (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys ready for this it's butt stuff it's butt stuff time well let's just say it a few more times butt stuff butt stuff butt stuff butt stuff butt stuff stuff. 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 penis (laughs) (laughs) she broke the pattern vagina (laughs) tits butt stuff butt stuff (laughs) i like tits that's why i did this i freaked out tits Tits is one of the best words. Tits McGee. <laughs> okay. But so we'd get in the car and butt stuff, he would be attempted. We'd be going at it. He, that's the thing about him. I was so hooked because he was so good. Mm. He was so, oh so good and would just go for it. And I get so turned on by a little nice pressured choking. I love choking. Love choking. I fantasize about that a lot. Yeah. And it's because I have a partner that chokes me very safely. Yes. And yeah. like safe words, please go for it. Yeah. Safe actions, go for yeah. whatever move you want to make about it. Like yeah. safety first, always. Great. Always. But you set up the safety so you can enjoy it. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Great. Without real restrictions or without real hesitations of mm-hmm. worrying about if it's okay. Because sometimes that ruins the moment. Oh, that ruins the it moment. It ruins the moment. If you have to stop during, like set up a fucking safe word ahead of time or a signal or a like, mm-mm-mm. Like if you can't talk. <laughs> Like that's, you know, (laughs) that's exactly the sound that I've made when he would go for butt stuff. So we would be, (laughs) he would be having sex with me and then he would be going for my butt crack and he would go right 
into it. I don't, I can't even picture it. With a finger with his dick? With a finger, with a finger. Because with the finger, I was even like, get your finger out of my butt crack right now. (laughs) Get your finger out of my butthole right this moment. permission for that place. And it's just, you know, he would go for it. And I respect the fact that he would just want to try it to see if it would be something that turned me on more. But he just... Every single, I think he did it kind of, I honestly, you know, like when you just trying. get comfortable with someone, yeah. like they kind of just want to keep trying as this joke to what see if, yeah, like, mm. oh, maybe, maybe today's the day. But I'm like, dude, I need to be in a relationship with you. I need to be in a relationship with you for a very long time and feel all the things and do all the things before yeah. we get to the butt. Like, I think it's nice to have know? consistency. Like, and I, yeah. and I will say I, I would never would have gotten to where I am with butt stuff if it hadn't been for my partner showing me the way in a lovely lubricated way. Yes. Full of slowness, gentleness, reassurance that I don't need to worry about if it gets messy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the probably the biggest thing. And like just reminders that I never need to be embarrassed. Yes. And that it's like a fun, dirty thing. Now I have asgasms and I love them. Oh, wow. I because had, I mean, it's, the butt yeah. crack does have a lot of, isn't it more it's, sensory, more uh, sensitive than, maybe, well, not I don't, more than the vagina. It's not more than the clitoris, but it's like when you get deep inside, yeah. then you're hitting like the back of, like the clitoris is a little zucchini shaped thing that goes yes. up inside. So you're hitting part of that. And so it's a very deep orgasm. And now wow. because I have that association even just like the first, what is this called? The first nub of a finger up my butt, like when I'm uh, touching myself or or being fucked vaginally, that around the rim of my butthole uh, like triggers that sense of depth. Yes. And here's my favorite part about it. I don't think I've mm. talked about this. When I orgasm, if I have my own finger up my butt, I can feel my muscles pulsing during the orgasm. And it's this really intense thing. And I love feeling that. And it's wow. cool because you can feel them kind of start when you're on the rise, but it's a compl- but it like takes over and is just pulsing on its own when I actually climax. So there's the difference between like the orgasm, which is the entire thing, the arousal, the rise, and the climax and the afterwards. All of that is orgasm, but the climax is the actual. And so once I'm actually climaxing, then it's like, wah, 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 like it does its own oh thing. And I just love feeling it. I love feeling it. And I never, and so that's like my current favorite way to orgasm with a finger up my fucking butt. I think that really, you know, like maybe that's why he really wanted me to experience it. And he kept trying yeah, because he knew. But maybe like you got you to gotta get there work. at the right time. And yeah, you got to like, be with the, it's got to be the right moment. So. Yes. You got to work your way out. That was my butt stuff. <laughs> so I have a couple more questions for you. Do you have any fantasies that you haven't shared with us that you want to share or that you can think of? Well, I have my dirtiest one is probably because it is kind of disgusting, but it's also just so thrilling is joining the Mile High Club. Great. I have always wanted to do that, but it would have to be a like a good situation. Yeah, It'd have to be somehow hidden. Like I was going to say, are you a public sex person or like? Oh, yeah. I your... mean, I'll have sex in any car, like on any okay. street. I really will. On any street? <laughs> Maybe not any street. I was going to say, like, what if, there's, <laughs> what if it's like a New York street and Probably pedestrians are? I, I take it back. I take the it windows back. are tinted. <laughs> if it's a limousine. Anything. Oh, yes. If definitely, that I'm is definitely, definitely a, a dream. Definitely to be in a limousine. Oh, I bet rental limousines are so Oh, yes. See, I would not want to take a black light. A, to I was gonna say, bring a black light. <laughs> yeah. Bring a sheet. Just bring a. Just bring a. I don't know. Um, 
That's, yes. a good, that's a good fantasy, though. Oh, I would love that. I also have always wanted to have elevator sex. Oh, my god. I've gosh. always wanted to stop an elevator and do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. I don't, I'm too nervous for that. I'm too <laughs> nervous for that one. Like, that's, I'm like, there's not enough time. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair enough. I would have elevator sex with a woman. Ooh, me being sexist. Ooh. Because it just Ooh. seems simpler. We could both be in dresses. Yes. We could, like, you know what I mean? You like, can go, you can go in there. Yeah, you can and go in, in there. In and out. And in like, and out. You can go even under. stick heads under dresses yes. very easily. Oh my like God, it's, I And it's not messy too. unless unless your squirt is. But oh, like you yeah. can do it in a way. Yeah, bring a cup. I don't know. Yeah. Catch a squirt. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's got weird. Totally, um, <laughs> totally like tobacco spitting. It's the same thing. People do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you could go back in time and give your little self some sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you tell her? So I spent a very simple moment writing this down because okay. it's not long, which is surprising for I me. I love it. I said, sex advice to my former self at 22. You are worth your own self-respect. You are worth others' respect of you and your choices within sex and within relationships of all kinds. Never let your yearning for love stray you away from protecting yourself and your heart, like physically and emotionally Mm. in all those ways, inside and out. And never let anyone, no matter what, convince you that you don't need a condom. Mm. you do. Yes. That's what I said. Because I've had experience of all opposites of those. And 22 was definitely the start of my quarter life crisis up until my quarter life crisis, literally when I turned 25 and I could write a book about that time or a play or anything Mm. or a solo show. That's It'd be so great if I could. I should. I should use that. Oh, good idea. It's happening. It's done. (laughs) Like thought about it before, but now that's the final. That's the end right there. I just wrote the conclusion. I can start there. Well, yeah. So that would be the question. That is beautiful. I do want to ask you something. I could go back because I never finished it. And I just would love it if you had it so you could use it if you wanted to. Great. Um, I never finished talking about my first time with that ex-Mormon Jared guy. Oh my God, please finish. You're right. We wandered. Yes. We, we paused at blowjob. We did. Yes. Oh my God. And that's okay. Because no, this is great. I wanted to come back to it no matter what. Beautiful. It's ingrained in my mind and not everybody has experiences like this. And I just, I think my thing is that there's hope, you know, like yes. a first time sexual experience shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't be the most painful thing ever. Like yeah. if you're not ready, maybe your body isn't ready. Like right. it's just, it has everything to do with that. And so I had spent so many years questioning if I was going to wait to be in a relationship and be in love with someone or if I was going to end up having sex with someone who I could just trust wholeheartedly. And so Jared was that person. Mm -hmm. And that was great because I had given him my first blowjob and it went great. And I think I swallowed. And (laughs) (laughs) love it. the very next day, he left to go on a three-month Indonesia (gasps) solo trip. The next day? The very next day. He flew away to literally Asia and Indonesia and that whole area the and like other travel. Side of the world. Yes. So we stayed connected for every single one of those months. Oh I met God. him in August and we Skyped at least once a week while he was gone, sometimes twice a week. And we'd stay up for four hours 
at a time always just talking over Skype. And when he got back, we would send each other snail mail and he would send me care packages. What? With like stuff that he would just randomly pick off. He would go to the dollar store and he would just have fun. He would like grab a bunch of random stuff and he'd make like a puzzle. He'd put together one of those cool Avenger 25 piece puzzles and put it together and write a note on the back and then take it apart again so that I could put it together and tape it together to read the note. Uh, people take notes. That's fucking cute. Like this guy was an angel. I would have so been with him, but he lived in Utah. He Mm. was based in Utah. He had family in San Diego, which is how I met him. So when he came back from his trip, it was Thanksgiving weekend, three (gasps) months later. He was in town visiting his family with his whole family, visiting his grandfather who lived in uh, or who lives in uh, some eastern place in San Diego, yeah, whose yeah, name yeah. is escaping me right now. Some like desert town in San Diego. Yep. Escondido, that's what it is. Oh, yes. So Escondido's out there. I drive to his house and he takes me to the safari zoo in Escondido. Yes. How I want to go. Oh, it's so I great. Mean, they I just had two baby them. elephants. Really? Two baby elephants born separately, cousins, the cutest things in the whole world. Take a trip down to San Diego, you guys, and see these elephants. Oh God, like, they're my freaking favorite animal in the whole world. Me. They're so cute. I love them. Oh, really? So, and I'm wearing elephant socks you, today. Yes, you are. So yes. They're, like, really your favorite animal. Yes, they're oh. really, like, owls and elephants. Those are my favorite animals. <gasps> Any, like, cute elephant okay. or owl You shape. mentioned owls. Yeah. So I have a friend who insists that every man, only the men, every man I'm seriously attracted to, my friend says they all look like owls. What? <laughs> okay, wait a second. I need to see a picture. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> if well, I they can. have owlish qualities. It's definitely not true across the board. He's like, not across the board. He's like, but the serious ones. What? The ones that stick around. That is so hysterical. I don't really think my master looks like an owl, but my friend hasn't seen my master. So, uh, uh, yeah. I don't so, know. Th- there. Anyway, just there's like something about like, <laughs> It's not even like the size of their eyes. There's like a hooded quality. He's like, it's like the the sockets. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, I am certainly not choosing partners based on their eye sockets. Like, that's just, so since you brought up owls, it is related to sex. Oh, my God. I'm literally picking, I'm picturing Winnie the Pooh owl right now. What is his name, the owl from Winnie the Pooh? It's just owl, owl. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm picturing owl from Winnie uh, the Pooh. And there's owl, but most of all, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh my god yes yes so segueing back but yeah to like Escondido. literally yes to Escondido and owls and elephants and so we saw all the animals we could and it was the cutest date I think I've ever had really like at that point because I was 19 and I had hooked up with people in college at yeah. that point freshman year and sophomore year but no sex just yeah. light stuff And I'd really been exploring myself. So I just knew that going on this date with Jared and spending all of those months Skyping that I was ready to bone and I was ready to bone him. Yes. If he would let me, if he was down with the get down. So after the zoo, we go back to his grandfather's house because his entire family is at SeaWorld for the entire day until fireworks. So... We were at his grandfather's house in his room that he was staying in. He like had his own room and he has a big family because technically they're like rogue Mormons, y'all. Like right. there's like a lot of, a lot them. of them. Like anyone could have walked in and interrupted. It's oh just God. a fact. This sounds like one of my dreams from last week. Like it because I'm like, the house is empty. No, it's not. Ah. In the garage. In the garage. On the golf cart. 
What? On a golf cart? Ah, we have this old golf cart in the garage and I think that's where we were sitting because it was like we we're on something. You know, dreams are weird and you're like, maybe it was a cooler and a golf cart at the same time. I don't know. Yes, they totally The garage door was change. open, but I was like, no one's going to come home. Like, Ooh. What? Ooh. what? Anyway. Ooh, that makes me think of one of my first sex dreams, actually. Like, totally. What? A garage sex dream? <laughs> Not a garage oh. sex dream, but it was, at a, it was in a car. It was in the back of my Denali Yukon. Denali. I drove a Yukon Denali XL in high school. Oh, you're so small. So teeny. It was my parents' <laughs> car for, like, 15 years. That's hilarious. So I learned to drive in that car and learned how to park that car. And, like, you know, that thing was my bitch. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, I... Totally had this dream where I was obsessed with Taylor Lautner and Edward Cullen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Also, Kelso from that 70s show, yeah. who is Ashton Kutcher. He's a babe. Of course, such a babe. So I had this dream where it was these three guys morphed yep. and into one. Yep. And he was really tan, though, because Taylor Lautner has very tan skin. <laughs> but like the face of all of these people and hair yeah, and like yeah. everything. And he just took me in the back, this like morphed of person. Of Yukon? Yeah, my Yukon Denali, like in the middle of the street, just outside the back is open. And he totally had sex with me in the sex <laughs> Oh my God, I, I love I was a junior that. in high school. And like in my English class, I was sitting next to all the popular girls, but they loved me because, you know, I was kind of innocent, guys, like a little innocent in, in high school. I would read books while I walked. Like I would talk the talk with my friends, You're but I'd be literally quiet Belle. like everywhere else. You're yeah. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I love With her nose stuck in a book. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like trip and run into things in high school because I would walk into walls and No denying reading. she's a funny girl that Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my beast? Yeah, go get a beast. <sighs> so he's coming. He'll, he'll he'll show up as soon yeah. as you figure out how to love yourself. That's yeah, always happens. That's exactly the path I'm on. But yeah. yeah, the very first time I feel like I really loved sex. I will wrap this story up, guys, because the first time I had sex, Epic. I what I initiated. It. I just initiated it flat out. We oh. were watching um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High Great. for the first five minutes, Great. like after we lied down in his room. And then I looked over at Jared and I just said, like, hey, did you know I'm a virgin? And he was said, really? Oh, cool. And I said, yeah. Do you want to have sex with me right now? <laughs> he I said, really? Love it. Yes. Cool. Like He just was so down. Oh my God. Amazing. He grabbed his condoms that his mom gave him when he went on his Indonesia trip. I love that. He wrapped one up and, well, no, actually he didn't. He didn't go right into the deed, y'all. Actually, he went down on me for about half an hour. I was feeling all kinds of things. It was the very first time it was happening to me. And um, I got a phone call from my mom in the middle of that. And I was young and she was keeping tabs on me in my life still. So she was calling me being like, where are you? Like, how's your date with Jared going? And he just kept going while he was going down on me. And I was trying not to moan. And I was just like, mom, it was great. I'm sorry. We're watching a movie. I got to (laughs) go. So she said, okay, honey, you know that, you know that commercial? For Geico, I think it is, where the secret agent is trying to escape from bad guys and get into the helicopter and his innocent mom is calling him about her garden and squirrels. That's what that was like. Like, mom, this is so not a good time right now. Oh my God, that's amazing. So he giggled at that and he just knew what to do, you guys. Like he was, I think he was 20 or 21. So he was a little older than me. Just took a trip to Indonesia, but whatever. It was great. So then he put on a condom and then he went inside me and it just felt 
surprising. It was like, oh, this is what this is like. Like, this is exactly the way I expected it to go. And it wasn't too much pressure. It wasn't like it was rough or anything. Like, it was the most sweet, gentle, like, first time I could have ever had, but also assertive. Like, he just, he would ask me kind of in the moment, like, hey, want to flip around? And like, hey, do you want to do this? Like, he would just be cool. He was just a game player. He was like my mate on the team. It was just awesome. And then afterwards, I mean, he came. I don't think I came, but it was just great. You're like into it. Yes. It was so nice. And so I just knew after that I was even more hornier than I was before. I love it. More hornier than ever. More hornier. I can't say that word. Hornier. Yeah. Hornier than ever. Yeah. It's got a dirty essence to it. Hornier. Yeah, it was good. He threw me over his shoulder like a fireman and like put me into the bathroom and said, go pee. (laughs) That's great. So you don't get a UTI. Yeah. I get UTIs every time I use condoms. Yes. Because my body's like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like, yeah, sorry, I'll pee. I'll pee out the weird stuff. Okay. Okay. Totally. Get the demon seeds out. So I do want babies one day, just not right now. <laughs> not right now. Not right now. Okay. There's a time. Until a then, there's, there's there are demon seeds. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was good. And then later that night, because I was a bad girl and I was daring, it was really foggy in San Diego. Mm. Very foggy mm-hmm. that night. Dangerously foggy that yeah. I lied to my parents and I said that I needed to drop Jared off, which I was doing at his friend's house, like down the freeway. But that I said like, oh, you know, his our mutual friend, like Michelle and all these girls are going to be there. Mind if I spend the night? And they were like, yeah, sure. It's dangerous. Stay safe. Oh, wonderful. I spent the night with Jared and we had sex about three more times. Amazing. Was was his family cool with it? Did they know? Did they? They didn't know. Oh, they didn't know. They didn't know. Like I didn't, I didn't spend the night. I'm sorry. I should have. Yeah. So we didn't spend the night at his house. We actually went back to my house. For a moment, he met my family right after we had sex. Oh my right god! Right after I was virginless. Yeah. So that's exactly. I was just like cloud nine. Like, hi, mom and dad. Like, here's Jared. <laughs> and then I said, mind if I drive him to his friend's house? So he's gonna spend the night there, and it's dangerously foggy out. Blah blah blah. We had sex about three more times. Never saw him again. Really? Never saw him again the next day. That was the last day. Say goodbye. Have you spoken ever since? Yeah, actually we have. Like, so we sent, we like stayed connected until that next like new year up until right around Valentine's Day. Like we got past Valentine's Day, but it wasn't even, you know, everybody makes it a big deal. And I just sent him the sexy like card. Like it was like, check all the things that he does. Like, I am so into cards. I love it. I send letters to people. I love getting postage. It's my mom sends the best cards. It's like in my blood. It's just being creative and sexy through a card is, oh my God, like that's a turn on. (laughs) So we sent mail to each other and he like made me a necklace that he made from scratch. Like he was just the sweetest guy. And then Many years went by. He's had a girlfriend, like a couple girlfriends. And then I was at summer camp one summer and he sent me a Snapchat that of this like zoo drawing that I bought him. It was a painting where they take an animal and they turn it into your name. Yeah. And so I had got him a cheetah that spelled out Jared. Oh and God. he sent me a Snapchat of that. And he said like, hey, look what I found. <laughs> That's awesome. So- he was such a darling. It's, it doesn't always go that way, guys, but it can. It, it can. really can. Yeah. Especially when you're assertive and you're like, hey, here's what I want. Do you yeah. want that too? That yes. beautiful. It was really, that oh my was my favorite. God, what amazing if wandering tales so full of detail and so many delicious 
moments of choice. That's, I think, what I love about this. So many moments of choice. I love talking about sex. So good. It's my favorite topic. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, on that note, I think we need to let our listeners probably go have some private time alone with themselves. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Go explore your nipples and your titties and your dicks and your vaginas. Please. Thoroughly. I love it. Okay, folks. That's our show for today. (laughs) Amazing show for today. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Sex Stories Podcast or on Twitter at Sex Stories Pod. My personal Instagram is at Y.O. Lee. We're also on Facebook. You can write to me if you visit sexstoriespodcast.com, apply to be a guest or a nude model. Do you want to share your Instagram? Yes, it's at Kate in a pocket. So cute. So freaking cute. (laughs) Just the way it sounds. All lowercase and everything. I love it. 